got a word this morning coming through Greg. Woo! I'm pretty excited about that. Hallelujah. And then I know that there are a couple of testimonies uh, from, from you folks that uh, you wanted to share this morning. So we have plenty of time. Chris says to give him 10 minutes before the end, so Jackie's going to help me remember that. He said he'll have the food on the table right at 11.30, so we got all kinds of time. Amen? So put your hands together for this man of the Lord. Amen? Did everyone get a bulletin? Did you see what was inside? There's just a couple of things I want to explain about Memorial Day. It initially was started because of the Civil War. And therefore, the North celebrated, but the South did not. They chose a day of their own. So separatism. And I think I'm going to go back to the the scripture that Carrie had brought a couple weeks ago. And it's titled, Imitating Christ, Humility. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make your joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And we're celebrating tomorrow those that died for us, who laid down their lives. It's as in John 15:13. Could someone look that up, please? So it, it just makes you to pause and know that this is, it's been going on for a long time that we do that. We do lay down our lives. It made me think of um, the widow's might because she basically laid down her life and gave all that she had. Could someone uh, find Mark 12, 41 through 44? 12, Mark 12, 41 through 44. And if another person would like to go to 1 Kings, 17 verses 7 to 16. You got it. Uh, we're gonna, I'd, I'd prefer to start with uh, Mark first, and then we'll go to the Old Testament. Okay, seven, that's 7 through 16. Mark 41, Jesus sat near the temple money box watched the people put in their money. Many rich people gave large sums of money. Then a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which were only worth a few cents. 
Calling his followers to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow gave more than all those rich people. They gave only what they did not need. This woman is very poor, but she gave all she had. She gave all she had to live on. Selflessness. And it's, in, it's interesting because it's really the first time um, Jesus talks about proportion. You know, in the Old Testament, it's, it's talked one-tenth of your income as a tithe. But now he's talking proportion, forgiving. Deb, do you want to read um, First Kings, please? So this is First Kings 17. First Kings 17, verses 7 through 16. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this is talking to Elijah, um, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there, gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Mm, Thank you. Again, another widower who gave everything that she had for the betterment of the kingdom. Which brings to mind Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Yes, please. Here. Your eyes in the lamp that provides light for your body, when your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is the darkness is? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, and you will devote the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. 
whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't, it, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries at a single moment be your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderf wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so, so little faith? Amen. It's, it's much like what Deb had brought us before, where we have to lean on God and trust in him. And he will provide, and he does. And clearly he did to the, the widow. And he will for us as well. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 5 through 8. So I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you and arrange beforehand your previously promised bountiful gift, that the same might be ready as a bountiful gift and not affected by covetousness. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Let each one do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. So in so closing, I have to repeat Philippians 2. Imitating Christ's humility. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from this love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, 
having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Amen. Um, it's Philippians 2. I believe it's uh, 1 through 5. Thank you. Hallelujah. Who else would like to share this morning? want to say that um, in the past, uh, probably three weeks, I have noticed such a move of the Spirit here, and I know everybody has, and the love that we feel for one another is pure, and it's sincere, and we care about each other's lives, and that's what a family is, and this is the first time I have really felt that God is just so pleased. Papa is pleased, and so it pleases us to please him. And I just want to say that I am so overjoyed that we have come to this. When we met at Jackie's last night, it was like the first time that I really felt like, oh, my gosh, this is my family. This is really my family. I mean, I have had other times like that, but I know it's because God is moving. I know it's because this is his time, and you can feel his presence. So I'm just overjoyed for that. Anything to say? Haven't seen you in a while? Put you on the spot. Amen. I'm going to stand up. So, you know, we have been, remember, pastors said to us to be aware and be watching everywhere we go because we just we don't know what the Lord is doing, what he's about. <clears throat> and, you know, I think sometimes we think that um, the only important things to the Lord are the big things. And um, I just wanted to share a little story about, because I want you to understand, if you don't already understand, that God cares about the little things too, that there isn't anything, (laughs) there isn't anything that we think about, that we hope for, that we dream of, as small as it is or as big as it is, that he does not take note. I mean it. He takes note of everything. And so this story, to some of you, is probably going to sound really silly, but this is kind of my relationship with the Lord. And um, over the years, uh, you know, we grow through hardship. It's in the difficult places that we lean in to hear the Lord. And it's in those places that we walk closer to him. And so it's been through hardships of not seeing my life as not what I thought it was going to look like. 
25 years ago when I look to this day. This is, although my life is wonderful, I am very blessed, but we all have things. We all have stuff. And we look and we're like, you know, that part of my life, I did not see it looking like that. And sometimes it can be a crushing blow to us. And we have to remember that regardless of what is going on in our life, that Father is in the midst of working every single thing for our good. Whether we're hungry or homeless or heartbroken. So this is a funny little story. Because this is kind of how my relationship goes with the Lord. Um, so many of you remember the geese story. So every time I see the geese, it's like, Noah and the ark, or Moses and the burning bush. It's when I see the geese, to me, it's like Christmas morning. And I'm like inside a little girl. I get so excited because I remember that promise that God made to me with the geese. We all have defining moments where we remember what God promised. And we have to hold on to those sometimes. Sometimes we're holding on by a shoestring, but we're holding on. So this week I was in the local co-op, and um, Ed's on this binge of making these drinks with lots of ice cream with lots of calories so he can put on some weight. So I'm looking at the ice cream. Now, when I was a little girl growing up in Colorado Springs, and Ed will tell you, one, if I like something, that's what I gravitate towards, whether it's a candy bar or ice cream. Like, I don't really venture out on all these wild flavors of ice cream and, you know, never did. And he'll always try to get me to do, nope, 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 I just want this one. And um, so when I was a little girl growing up in Colorado Springs, there was this strip mall. And at the corner, there was a Haagen-Dazs ice cream place. And my favorite ice cream, and my grandparents would take me there, and that's all I would get was vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips in it. That was my favorite. Yours too? Who said, yeah, it was my favorite. I mean, Grandma and Grandpa would take me, and they didn't even have to ask me, yep, I wanted two dips of the vanilla ice cream with the chocolate chips on the, you know, the sugar cone, the long, skinny one. So... Over time, I would look for this ice cream, and I used to have to drive to the co-op over in Hanover to get it, and then they stopped carrying it. So it's been two years. So, you know, this week I'm in the co-op, and I'm getting that ice cream, and I'm looking, and I quietly say to myself, they always just have the chocolate with the chocolate chip. They never have the vanilla with the chocolate chip. I didn't tell anybody. I just said that. So Thursday, Ed, was it Thursday that you had the overnight or Friday night? So after work really quick, before Greg and Carrie and I set up for the progressive dinner, I run to the co-op. And guess what kind of ice cream they had? Vanilla with chocolate chips. It's been two years that they have not carried that. Now, I know that you guys think that's like, but I was so, I got in the car and I'm like, Father, thank you for that. Because I knew, 
you know, you can say what you want, it's circumstance, oh, they haven't had it, so they decided to get it. No. He heard me say, why don't they ever have the vanilla with the chocolate chips? And he cares so much about what we need. So Saturday morning, Ed is still gone, and I'm up early in the apartment in my room, and I'm having my quiet time, and I am like, Lord, I know that you put that ice cream there for me. And I was like so excited. So I, I came outside to look at the flowers, still really early, and just as I opened the door, five geese fly over and are honking. And five is a measure of grace. And that is the season that we're in. So I want to encourage you, be on the lookout for what Father God is doing and how he's speaking. Those geese, that was a reminder to me. It was no accident that those five geese flew out just as I opened the door to come outside to see his beauty and his creation. I want to encourage you. Father cares about the most intimate details of your life. And if you think that he doesn't, if you feel forsaken, that's okay. It's okay. I get it because we've all felt forsaken. But I just want to encourage you today. And if anyone wants to at the end of the service, if you want to come up, there are leaders. We will pray with you. Don't be ashamed. Whatever you need prayer for. Because you know what? If it wasn't for the grace of God, we all could walk the same path. If it wasn't for the grace of God. And so I want to encourage you. This is a no-judgment zone. No judgment. And we leaders do not pass judgment. We love you, and we sincerely care for you. I don't care what your need is, how little or how big. We have a Father who will supply every need. Every need. We heard today, as we give, he gives back, whether it's a penny or thousands of dollars, or food or whatever. He is a good Father. And he loves you. Grace and new beginnings. So five is the number of grace, right? Eights are new beginnings. So I just challenge you, look for fives and eights this week because the Lord wants you to remember this is the season of grace for new beginnings. So grace is the empowerment to do what we can't do ourselves in order that we walk out the word. Amen? And uh, Stephen isn't here today, Stephen Whipple, but uh, ever since uh, Chelsea came and spoke to us about YWAM, remember? Uh, she went over to Thailand and was part of the YWAM group. And um, so uh, something happened in Stephen's heart, and it's like, man, I sure would really like to do that. So he called different ones and asked for prayer and uh, recommendations and so on. Well, as it turns out, uh, just a few days ago, he found out that he got accepted. And so he's off to YWAM, and he's super excited about it. And he's thanking you for your prayers. And so I don't know when he goes, but I think it's sometime soon. And uh, I'm very curious. I should have asked or texted him back this morning because I'm pretty sure he wanted to go to Hawaii. And I think I'm going to apply for YWAM, and I'm going to Hawaii. Right? Amen? That would be an awesome, kind of an awesome outreach. So praise the Lord. Anyway, So grace and new beginnings. So I see two hands up out there. Do you want to come up?
you want me to come to you? I was going to hold that till the end, but like the big kaboom. I just want to add to um, Deb's testimony that God is out to bless her right now, and he and the, these little things are important. And um, he actually gave me the opportunity of um, delivering a blessing to her, which caused me to be blessed as well. Just a little thing. It's just she was talking about how wonderful these little things that, that God is in into these little things. My um, my herbal class started back up just recently, and um, my herbal teacher gave us each um, a small plant of rosemary. Now, I have a rosemary plant at home, so I really didn't need another one. And, and I looked at it when I, when I left the house yesterday, and remember, she was asking things for her ice cream for Friday. He gives her the little ice cream on Friday. And on Saturday, I, we were walking out the door to come to the progressive dinner. And I see this little rosemary plant, and I thought, I, I bet Deb would like that. And I brought it to Deb, and she said to me um, that she had gone shopping, and she had gotten her tomatoes for planting, and she forgot the rosemary, and she was delighted with rosemary, which in turn delighted me, because I had this little rosemary plant at home, and I had no idea what I was going to do with it, and and then and it delighted me to be able to deliver this rosemary to somebody that was so that was so delighted with it. So that was a direct. God was um, interested in the little things that um, for both of us, for her and for me. years ago, and it like took over my talk. <laughs> I don't know. Jackie, come on up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. No, no. This is what God loves. This is family. And the more we get together, the more we know each other. And the more we let our guards down. And um, it, I just looked at this. It was Romans 12:15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And I'm rejoicing with Deb today because I remember her story about the geese. And it's always been on my mind. And um, the geese would travel the river up where she used to live. And then she moved here and... I know the geese travel the waterways, you know, the rivers, but I never paid attention until one morning I walked out of my door and I heard the geese going up the White River. And immediately I was like, oh, God, you're blessing Deb right now because she had just moved here and the geese were here to fulfill her promise. So the more we get together, the more we know each other and the more we can be aware of what God's doing in each other's lives. I mean, we had a great dinner last night. Deb and Greg and Carrie put a lot of work into it. And Greg had his grandmother's dishes there. And he was telling us they were her everyday dishes. Now, mind you, these were beautiful china dishes. I was like, 
everyday dishes. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, you know, I, you know, we use, you know, ceramic or plastic, you know, corallers uh, uh, or something, you know. But it was just gorgeous that this is what she used every day, and um, we were kind of like, oh, well, they set the tone for the rest of the progressive dinners. I'm like, no, you know what? That's Greg. You know, if you know Greg, that's what he do, that's him. You know, we don't have to, you know, the next progressive, we don't have to eat off China, but it was it was beautiful and it was like that was his heart for us. You know, so it was just, yeah, the gathering was so next time we have them, um, we'll make sure everybody gets to come because it was so what God wanted and it connected our hearts and it's just awesome. So We'll have to put baking on later. <laughs> we'll do it on a day that it's not friends and family the next day, right? <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. And so just this week, uh, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost or First Fruits, whatever you know it by, but uh, Saturday is uh, we're having a potluck uh, starting at 6, yeah, 6 o'clock. And uh, Dave uh, Binford is orchestrating YWAM to come and worship. Uh, so that'll start at 7. And uh, so Saturday night, hold that. That's uh, the beginning of the Feast of Pentecost on 6 o'clock. Uh, and then it goes into Sunday. So really cool this year that Pentecost is on a Sunday that we get to come and fellowship and worship and experience, uh, experience the wind and the move of the Spirit, things that have been poured out. Amen. So this Saturday, 6 o'clock, come and join us. Uh, if you can't make it for dinner, come for worship. And I'll try and remember to send out an email to remind us all sometime in the week. Anybody else? Got a, yeah? Come on up. Woo-hoo. Oh, I wanted to get up here and thank you all for your prayers. Was a centurion parent, so I lost a grand. Um, but God has rejoiced me with blessings to see my kids on the weekends. Um, I'm a wonderful woman in my life now um, who cares and loves me. And we have a dog that was sick, and are you guys praying for my dog Sammy? She's healthy again, doing great. Um, she's due to have puppies next month, so we're excited about that. And uh, like, you guys are our family. You know, I don't come a lot because you know I have my kids, and you know, weekends I kind of try to spend some special time with them because I don't see them during the week. Um, but they're a blessing to have, and uh, I'm grateful for everybody. Like I said, God doesn't put nothing in your way that you can't handle, and He's always there for me, you know, so God's always been a big supporter for me, and I may not come to some of y'all a lot, but I'm always with God, he's always with me, um, and I know my grams up there looking down, Island, I know she's happy, just every day I miss her, I know church was her big place, so coming to church kind of brings that out. I want to say thank you for all for your prayers and everything. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate everybody's support and help. And 
Cam, can you come? Can we do that? Cam is uh, going Tuesday for an operation on a bump that they found on her head, um, and I want to pray for a miracle for them. Um, and I also want to tell you guys that the Lord wants you to know you're very special to Him. He has great plans for you guys. Um, I just really feel like there's. I don't know how to describe it. I just feel something for you guys, that there's something that the Lord is is, um, is going to do in your lives, that's going to change your lives, that up till now in your lives, there's been a, a spirit of lack, and that lack is going to change into abundance. You just wait and you just watch. God has something in store for you guys. He's going to turn everything around. And when um, when you look at your circumstances and, and you look in your wallet and you see nothing but moths coming out, <laughs> those moths are going to turn into butterflies. It is going to change. He's transforming you guys. There's, there's a transforming work just around the corner. Um, and sometimes those transforming works are quick and instantaneous, and sometimes they progress through events that change and courses that change. Um, and the Lord wants you to know to be sensitive to him, be sensitive to his spirit. And when you hear a voice behind you saying, go this way, go. And when he says, go that way, go. And expect him to open doors, because doors are going to open for you guys. You're going to have a home. And right now, they need a home. We need to pray for a home for these guys. You're going to have a permanent home, not just a temporary home, but a permanent home. You're going to have um, a job that's going to, one thing's going to lead to another. Um, you start out with one thing, and before you know it, it's going to open a door to something else. And God's going to take you on a path, and he's going to begin to redirect your steps. And everything that has been um, held down, in your lives and taken away from you in your lives, he's going to restore it. And um, is there a scripture that talks about when the devil takes something from us, he has to restore it? Sevenfold. Sevenfold. Okay. Sometimes it's three, sometimes six, but seven. He has to restore it. And I don't know if you guys have accepted the Lord in your lives yet. Um, you have? Good. That's good. Because if Jesus is Lord in your life, that means you've given him permission and access to change your life. So you just wait and hold on to your seat because it's going to be a ride for you guys. There's good things coming. And everything that's been in the past and all of the pain and all of the suffering and all of the things that have happened, I don't know what they are, by the way. I have no idea. This is just the Lord. Um He's going to bring joy and gladness to a morning. And the morning that you feel for your grandmother, you know you'll be reunited someday. So um, just know that that morning is going to turn to joy, not just that morning, but the morning for all of the things that have happened. Um, and I, again, I don't know what they are, but you guys do know. Um, so, but we want to pray for Father God, we just thank you so much for 
most precious couple, Lord. These two children, your children, that are um, under your watchful eye, you will not let them go. And we just come against every access point that the enemy has used to come in and ravage and destroy and steal what's theirs. And we pray, Father, for a release of blessing on them so great that they'll, they, they're going to see it. They're going to know it. And God, I pray there will be a sensitivity to your spirit like never before, that you will heighten that sensitivity, that you will baptize them in your spirit. Baptize them in your spirit. Give them a renewed, refreshed walk, a skip in their step. And if you haven't been in the Word uh, much lately, you guys need to get in the Word, and uh, especially the New Testament. Open that book and read it. Devour it. It's your food. It's your sustenance. And God will speak to you. You can go Old or New Testament, but especially make sure you spend time in the Word of God and reading about Jesus. Um, and if you, if you don't like reading the Word, you can listen to the Word. We can find you tapes and um, sermons and things as well. So um, you just name what your preference is, but um, sometimes people have a hard time with absorbing one way. The other way is okay. And Father God, we just pray for a release of your spirit on them right now, that you would bless them beyond their wildest dreams, that you would bless them with peace, Father. We pray for a measure of peace. We pray for a shield around them. I pray even in their residence that there'd be a shield around them. And I pray for Pam, Father, for this um, infirmity that she has, this, uh, this cyst on her, um, on her head. We pray right now in Jesus' name for a divine healing to come upon her now. And we speak to the enemy to take your hands off in the name of Jesus Christ. Because nothing compares to him. There is no power or anything that, that can outdo you, Father. So we know the healing is in your hands for her. And we actually claim and appropriate that for them right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray that you would um, just reassure them of your love for them and that you'd show them how precious they are to you, Lord. And we thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. We look forward to watching what's going to happen. And I want to encourage you guys don't come once in a while. Come to church a lot. <laughs> come all the time. And jump in. If you feel like, oh, I don't know anybody there or whatever, jump in. Somebody gave me a piece of advice once um, when I was becoming uh, acquainted with a new church, and I was really uncomfortable. I'm actually kind of shy. It's weird that I get up there and do what I do. I don't like to be up there. It's uncomfortable. They said, whatever's happening in church, go to everything. If there's a dinner, go to it. If there's a worship night, go to it. Go to everything. Because the more you go to, the faster you will become comfortable with people and break in. So, um, so I just uh, just want to take a moment here, Father God. We we just cover these two with the blood of Jesus. We cover them with the blood of Jesus, Father. We declare and we call them the accepted. Father, I want you to know that you are chosen and that you are accepted. And Father God, today, 
we break off every lie of the enemy. Lord, we close every door and every window. He has no access. Father, we call these forth, and we declare that they are your children. We declare no weapon formed against them is going to prosper. No weapon formed against you, Graham, is going to prosper. For you, Sean, you are chosen. And I just bless you and call forth the spirit of joy to be your portion, God. I break off sadness. And I I just see you hiding and standing back. But I see Father taking your hand just like this and pulling you out further. Yes, where you can be seen. He says he doesn't want you to hide and stand in the shadows. He calls you beautiful and special and precious chosen. He wants you to know that he loves you and that you have nothing to be ashamed of. That you're his daughter. You're accepted. He loves you so much. Yes. And so we break off all spirits of hindrance, Father, that would keep her in the shadows, in darkness. We bring her to the light. We bring her into your presence, Father. And we anoint her. And we thank you for this daughter. And we thank you for this son. And we just bless you both. We bless you both. And we just want you to know that we love you. You're a part of our family. Okay? If you need anything, come to us. Whether it's food clothing, or furniture, but I just want to encourage you, Father is your provider, and he has everything that you need, he has it for you both. Amen. So the past is the past, and according to the word of the Lord, he's